The thing with the talking and the talking with the thing. This is The Snack with Ryan and Jay. Please take your eyes off the testimony that's going on in Washington and put your eyes on us. Well, I guess it's just your ears, but we're here now. Is there testimony going on right now? Oh, God, yeah. It was all morning. It's like interrupting all. It interrupted Let's Make a Deal, and I'm just sitting there thinking, oh, come on. Who's testimony in? Uh, you got well, you got the whole Trump uh, interrogation stuff. So you had the sure. U.S. In- intelligence chief. Okay. He was there for the most. Mr. McGuire, I believe his name is. He was on the stand today. And I'm just thinking to myself, where's Wayne Brady and the lady dressed as Fuzzy Dice? And that's all I was thinking to myself. Let's make a deal. What a show. Do you remember the old one? Oh, my God, really? Monty Hall. Do you remember back in the day? Yeah, I remember that being on as a child. Yeah. And you're talking about uh, the new one with Wayne Brady from Whose Line Is It Anyway? Every time I'm in Vegas, well, I don't know if they do it in Vegas anymore, but they have, like, the live show. They call it, like, Let's Make a Deal, the live show. It's not hosted by Wayne Brady, but you always get this, uh, hey, would you like to come to a taping of Let's Make a Deal, the live show? And I'm always like, no, no. No, I, d- I, don't, I don't want to do that. hundred things more I'd like to do while I'm here in Vegas. That's why I don't do the timeshares either. Sure. almost got sucked into that once. Right. Ever get sucked into a timeshare? Um, I did. I did do one. I did one in... Was it in Jamaica, I think, where they offered to upgrade me if I did the timeshare, I think it was? Yeah. And I should, sure, because I have no problem saying no. Oh, I've done it twice, actually. I've done it for, I did one out at, like, the the airport, you know, that that classic one here in Toronto. Oh, you did a, a Toronto timeshare. Yeah, where it's, like, three-day three day trip. And yeah. I remember the guy sits in front of me, and he writes everything down on a piece of paper, mm-hmm. Like on yellow legal paper, yeah, with a ballpoint pen. Gotcha. Then he finishes, and he's like, "And this is all yours for the low, low price of seventeen thousand dollars." And I said, "Do you really think I'm going to give you seventeen seventeen thousand dollars based on you writing down on a legal pad? Like, at what point of, of any of this presentation? What do you take does, me for? Does this ever work? Yeah. on anybody. It does. It does. So twice I've uh, I've done the timeshare experience. I am the timeshare icer." Right. In my family. The cooler, let me call myself. Are you are you like that person where that's like lawyer, lawyer, lawyer? You're like <laughs> you're like free trip, free trip, free trip, whatever it is they lured you there with, you just ask for it? Or you're just like no. No, we go. Because they do the, the thing where they, they go and get another person and that person Yeah, go. and that person is the one you gotta watch out for because they pull all the bullshit moves you could possibly imagine. So Las Vegas was one of them. I was okay. younger back then. It was like in my twenties. Uh, they offered my wife uh, a hundred dollar black Amex card and some show tickets. And I'm thinking to myself, I got a game coming up at like 2.30. Yeah. Why, where are we going? Why am I in a minivan? Why am I sitting with all these other people? Where are you taking me? What's going I'm on? I'm off the strip. And next thing I know, I'm being shown a housing complex and on, off of Las Vegas Boulevard and thinking, like, what? how the what? flying? What? what just? <laughs> and she's going along with the whole thing. And then part of me is starting to think, oh, this is great. I'm going to get a timeshare in Las Vegas. I come here a lot. This is going to be fantastic. Right. And then I'm thinking, do I really want a timeshare in Las Vegas? I really just like the hotels and casinos. Yeah. That's part of the fun. And then the guy who's the the icing on the cake guy, he's whipping out pictures of his kids and giving me the, I've got mouths to feed and the whole bit and it would be really nice. And they spin a wheel and there's balloons everywhere and you, you're going to get $2,000 off all of this. And I just look at the guy and I'm like, yep, not interested. Can we take us back to the hotel now? And then it's sort of like he gets choked up, and he's, he's selling the whole performance all over again. And he's like, you know, Layla's going to be seven. She doesn't have a, she doesn't have a dentist. You're kidding No, me. I swear to God. I swear to God. And St. Martin was the same thing. 
Did the same thing in St. Martin. Now, St. Martin was nice because it was a, a very high-end hotel chain sure. that had places right on the beach. Right. But then I'm like, and just the missus doesn't have it in her to, to, to bust these people's balls. No. I do. So she gives them, she gives them the impression, and this yeah. is the problem, Jay. She gives them the impression that we're signing up for this. Yeah. And I'm the guy who has to sit there. No. I'm like, no. I'm, I'm Johnny Badcop. I'm Sipowitz. Right. And you're not doing it. No, I'm short. I'm like two seconds short of beating the guy with a telephone book. See, I remember the woman in Jamaica becoming angry. Like she was like, "Well, I just, I just don't understand. Like, why you wouldn't? Like, why would you not want this?" I'm like, "Cause I don't." And you're yelling at me. Yeah, I, and I want it even less now. Yeah, I'm gonna finish this mai tai, and I'm gonna walk out that door right there. Look at me go. Yeah, was I'm, the, I'm gonna go get my man. No, no. What, I'm what's gonna your wife doing at this back point? Back to my room. Embarrassed. She's yeah. Just kind of like looking down at the floor, and someone has to be the heavy. Exactly. We're good heavies in that. Yeah. See, and you're a nice guy. I am. But you've got a bit of a heavy in you. No, I, I'm, I'm a nice guy until, until it comes to, like, you're, you're trying to screw me yeah. or, or my family. I have all the time in the world for just about anything else, but stuff like that kind of really bugs me. Now, when I was in high school and college, if you were trying to screw me and it was a, it was a, <laughs> it was a great deal. I was all, I'm was, all in. If this was college and there was even the slightest opportunity of a screwing, I'm, I'm in. I was in. <laughs> paint me paint me a light bulb. I'm in for a screwing. <laughs> Do you want to tell I'm everybody in. the uh, the docu docu series that yes. you stumbled onto last night? I I do. I I've been PVRing it for a couple of days now, and I didn't realize it had. It I was forgot as, it was on. I wish I PVR'd it. It was as long as it was. But Ken Burns, who is a phenomenal documentary maker, he I, you Ken know, Burns baseball, Ken Burns Civil War, Ken Burns Vietnam, jazz, Ken Burns jazz. Uh, there are so many national parks. I was telling you, I've Ken been, Burns is the guy that sorry to interrupt that that people make fun all. of because his his docu series are usually like four hundred hours long. Yeah. But I mean, He's really detailed. You have to think of the work that goes into these things, and this one is about country music. And I am a country music fan. I like the old stuff just as much as I do the new stuff. The Porter Wagner's? Yeah. You know what? He comes across as a bit of a, bit of a dick. Oh, really? Yeah. Because apparently, Joneses? let me tell you a little bit about Porter Wagner. Porter Wagner had a, a show on television. It was broadcast and syndicated across the country, and he'd he'd host a lot of the Grand Old Opry stuff. And when Dolly Parton was making her name for herself, he apparently was very controlling over her. Like, to the point where she wrote songs about how much of a... Dick he was? Yeah. Wow. How much of a dick he was. So, so not all... He doesn't come across looking great at the end of it all. Like, even at one point, she comes on stage at the wrong time, and he's like, not right now, darling. I'm on the microphone. And it's like, you asshole. Wow. It's not about Porter White. And listen, you know, full apology from the guys here on the snack if we blew the lid off of that, that Porter Wagner <laughs> fandom you'd had. The Just ember, the ember is still glowing. I love how, that. I love how you're, you're like, you're like, I don't want to burst anybody's <laughs> bubble when it comes to fucking Porter Wagner. <laughs> but that said, there are great stories in this. Uh, you know, Johnny Cash, uh, they talk about his life. They profile his life. Uh, Charlie Pride and all the stuff that he had to go through. Is, sure. There's a know, black country entertainer. One of the only black country entertainers, if yeah, not I the mean, first one. Well, there's, I mean, there's, you've got a great gamut of, of black country music superstars you've got your you start with your charlie pride mm -hmm. and then you've got your well there's darius rucker darius rucker's in it that's actually talking about there's it literally you know now it's interesting even darius rucker doesn't think he gets his due yeah i believe that. i've heard him talk about that before he's like i've sold more records than like almost all country artists and i i'm still the guy from hootie and the blowfish hootie and the blowfish yeah it's interesting though because the roots of this and i haven't watched the first couple of episodes so i started in the middle like the 1960s a lot of it shows how the roots of country music actually go back to 
black music and yeah. ha- have links into into black music of the time of the 30s and 40s and 50s, which is really interesting stuff. Yeah, because because almost everything came from 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 black roots, it did. rhythm, and blues, it did. rock and roll, That's where the good shit is, country, yeah. yeah, plantation songs, yeah, and stuff like that. All the um, the illicit honky tonks. Like that's where Jerry Lewis found uh, his religion. Sure. Because his cousin was Jimmy Swagger. Jimmy went the other way. His other cousin was his wife. Hey-oh! Hey-oh! Uh, but it's interesting. Charlie Pride actually told the story. Not that, um, you know, this documentary is 14 hours long, so I'm not spoiling much. But he told the story of how he grew up on his family's plantation. They lived in a, a shotgun shed. I right. guess that's where the, the guns shotgun were kept shed? and what have you. Yeah. And he'd... They had a school bus, but the school bus was only for the white kids, and the black kids would actually have to walk to school while the white kids basically shouted the N-word out at them from the school bus. Now, it wasn't, it wasn't even close to where he lived, so it was a, probably about an hour and a half, hour and 40-minute walk to school each way. And can you imagine going through hearing something that like that bullshit. and hearing all that crap? Yeah. It's well, I can't imagine it, but no. geez. It's, it's absolutely something. insane. Yeah, it's absolutely something. What else did I want to talk to you about? I'm not sure. I feel like I had a big list of things when I came in here, and then we got all in the, the timeshare discussion. That's kind of weird. Yeah, it is weird. Maybe you were going to tell me about how your how your your morning was so fantastic. I love Ryan's. Ryan's like probably the biggest creature of routine I've ever met. What's that mean? Well, it's because it's funny because we came in today. We did our meeting in record time, which left us like 20 minutes before we were going to do this podcast. And usually, what we do is 2:30 till almost three, we do the pod. Three o'clock, we go to makeup. Three fifteen, we're on uh, CP twenty four, and then after that, we take a walk around the downtown core. That's right. And I suggested that we flip the script a bit today and go from like two fifteen to two thirty. And the look on your face was like, "Well, I don't know what you what? think, Mister." But that that is not the schedule. I did not do that. That is not how the day goes. I can set my watch by you. You can. You are so not predictable, but just so. I can't believe you just called me predictable. A, you're a creature of routine. Like every day this week, hmm. after after. I hate this because now the, this is going to make me sound like an same, ass. The, no, it doesn't make you sound like an ass. At the exact same time every day, you look at your phone. And you go. By the way, I need to go get an apple. Does this drive you nuts about me? No, not at all. All right. It's just observing the. Uh, the human condition. That is what I wanted to talk to you about. The human because condition? Yesterday you said something, because I bought a, a brand, couple pairs of new jeans yep. yesterday. Yep. And I, I put a pair of jeans on, because my old ones weren't looking good. Sure. And I was like, okay, I'm going to put a new pair of jeans on. And then they were too kind of baggy and bulky yeah. on the sides. And uh-huh. I said to you, I said, I don't understand what's up with this. I buy pants and jeans from the same place, which makes me predictable, I understand, all the time. Routine. And the size is always the same. So why are these so baggy and bulky? And you looked at me and you said... Why didn't you try them on? Yeah. And I was like, ah, time to try them on. You just Shouldn't stores make it so you don't have to go through the process of trying it on? If I've bought your product before, right. then I know what it should be, what I, my expectations are. Sure. And you're all Mr. Try It On. You're standing in a dressing room, change room, yeah. fitting room. Oh, yeah. What's, like the maximum, what's the maximum amount of items I can bring into this change room? And then hand you that stupid will, number. What is I, that number for? I will for? have that. The number is the number of items that you have so that when you come out, you hand them back the same amount of items. So that they can make sure you're not stealing from them. But I just leave them in there. Yeah, you can do that too, I guess. Yeah. Do you walk out and just tell them you've left them in there? No, I never go in. Right. <laughs> Clearly, because yesterday I didn't have a, a pants problem. So when you say that you went and bought the same pants from the same place, yeah. how many times would you estimate that you've gone to the same place for the same pants such, over the years? Such a dick. 
No, no, no. That's not being a dick. It's like, it's like, have you, did you just discover this story a year ago? No. I went, listen, I used to buy Levi's and I still have a couple pairs of Levi's, okay. but I don't love them because they, they always have zipper issues around my areas. Sure. So I, I decided to make the switch. Like you get caught in the zipper? No, it comes open. Oh, okay. I find that it comes a open. Barn door all the time. sitch. The barn door. Gotcha. I got some Porter it's Coleman like, or Porter Porter Wagner. Porter Wagner. Wagner in that Porter. <laughs> Nobody wants my Porter Wagner. Anyway, uh, that said, uh, yeah. Then I went to H and M. That's the store. Right. And how many times have you been to H and M to buy the same pants? Probably about three years in a row. And how many times a year? Twice. That's interesting. Why? Because that's that's your schedule. That is. <laughs> you do the fall spring. Well, it's seasonal, and you, and you can set your seasonal, and you can set your watch by it. Who doesn't buy seasonal pants? I don't, because they don't sell them at Value Village. Value Village uh, Winners or Marshalls or Burlington I went to Coat Winners. Factory. I didn't like Winners. That's all I shop is bargain shop. I went to Winners the other day, and I didn't like their uh, selection in the jeans. Right. I was like, mm, it's not what I'm looking for. Okay, your takeaway today, and you should, everybody listening to this already knows this, but always try stuff on before you buy it. Always. Always, I tells you. Otherwise, and you might you might get to see too much of your own Porter Wagner. There you go. I was going to go with Porter Wagner as a dick, but we're good with that. <laughs> Enjoy today. Have a good one.